Hey, one more thing before you go. Do our past lives influence our present lives and or future ones? Is it possible to use energy healing to release negative patterns called karma that has followed you, keeping us feeling stuck and overwhelmed? In this episode, we're going to answer some of those questions with a very unique demonstration of how the universe with the right connections can help us move forward in a positive way. I'm yours, Michael Hurst. Welcome to One More Thing Before You Go. I'm very excited to have a special guest back on the show, Patty Oliver. She's an amazing and renowned expert in divine communication and intuitive energy healing. This is Patty's second appearance on this program. We'll call it part two as a follow-up to one of the most popular episodes we've had in the last 296. Patty's a renowned expert in divine communication and intuitive energy healing through her extensive knowledge and experience. She's helped hundreds of people worldwide to break free from feeling stuck and overwhelmed by understanding the power of their energy field and learning to clear energy blocks to reclaim their personal power and transform their entire lives through Akashic Records, Holy Fire Karuna Reiki and channeling. Welcome to the show, Patty. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. I, I, as I said, uh, I really enjoyed our conversation. It was on July 5th. In fact, some of you already know that she was on the show. Those of you just joining us, uh, Patty was on the show back on July 5th of this year, and we could have talked for hours. I mean, yes, I kind of had to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we had a brilliant conversation about energy healing, uh, its potential to release negative patterns called karma. As I said earlier, our past lives uh, can affect our present lives and how we can recognize that and change it and uh, how it might affect our future lives. We talked about Akashic records and how they play an important part of how we understand our purpose and why we're here. You know, I highly encourage you to listen to that episode. Um, I'll leave a link in the bio so that everybody, uh, or in the show notes, excuse me, so everybody can come back and um, kind of revisit that. Now, you are a renowned expert in divine communication and intuitive <laughs> healing, energy healing. So help us understand a little bit, what exactly does that mean as a, as a divine communicator? Well, divine communication is, um, and I think it's something that we're all capable of, uh, but it's really um, listening to our spiritual aspect. We all have a spiritual aspect to ourselves. We're, we're much more than just this one uh, lifetime in, in a physical body. We're, we're spirit first, having a human experience. And so we come in to each of our incarnations with everything we need from a spiritual aspect to help us to uh, navigate our life here on earth. And uh, that would be part of which we can communicate with, uh, which is an aspect of the divine is our higher self. Um, our higher self is that highest aspect of us that is always um, influencing us while we're here. It's, it's been through us through with us through all of our past lives. It knows everything about 
what we're here and, and the life lessons that we've experienced for our current incarnation. And it's always trying to, to guide us and to nudge us. Um, and then we have a, a team of spirit guides that come in with us to, again, help us navigate different life areas um, to uh, help keep us on track. And so in, when we tune in to our own divine essence, um, to our spiritual aspect, to receive that divine communication that's always coming to us, which is often subtle in nature um, because we come in with free will. So um, we, you know, our spirit guides and our higher self can't tell us what to do, but they can certainly point us in the right direction in different ways and, and nudge us along. It's up to us to take those uh, divine nudges and make new choices uh, to keep us on our highest path. And um, anyone can learn to do it. Um, uh, and I've been doing it in various ways for more than a decade now um, through the energy started with with Reiki energy healing. And then that moved into past lives and Akashic records. So I can access your Akashic record for you. We'll talk about that. Um, I also now teach people how to do that themselves um, to find answers to our most burning questions, <laughs> which usually revolves around why and how and all those other things. We can access that information. We just have to be willing to listen and to make some hard choices sometimes. Yeah, you know, I, I love... I I, t I think if, if you remember from the last conversation, I believe in angels and guides. I believe we have guardian angels and I believe we have guides. I talk to them every, every, well, every day, actually. And, and I think- Me too. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably a little more than me. <laughs> but I, I find it amazing the connectivity that we have the opportunity to have with the universe and, and those that are there on that realm that can help us to move our lives forward in a positive way because we can, as, as you know we all know we have a choice in life we can yes. we can open our eyes our heart and our soul to what's out there for us to help us move forward no matter what obstacles we have in our life um it, it, or or whether it be blessings or whether it be obstacles one or the other i think that we should we always learn how to um, open ourselves up to be able to be grateful for that connection and, and you know, hopefully want to learn that connection, how to obtain what, what you obtain and what I've obtained in regard to connection with those. Um, can, we, can we talk about, I mean, you mentioned Akashic Records a little bit ago. Can we help those understand uh, what exactly is an Akashic Record? Because it's a, a yes. unique name, a unique spelling, and where, where it originated. Yes. Yes. Well, it's a Sanskrit word uh, derived from the like the term Akasha uh, or Akash. And, and, and it's translated to mean uh, sky, open space, uh, universal, all, all those types of things. So the Akashic record um, is, <clears throat> I kind of describe it as like an energetic database. Uh, and, and it can be accessed intuitively. And it holds all the information about our universe and every soul has its own akashic record and in that akashic record holds all the information about your soul how your soul is designed by source um, your gifts your strengths your attributes all the things that you're blessed with for you to use should you choose 
when you incarnate into a physical body and have your physical experience. Um, so it's really amazing information to have because it answers again all the questions about who am I, uh, what would serve me the most, um, and um, and then we need to choose to use it because like I said, we come in with free will, uh, we can choose to use these gifts or not, we can use our gifts in a negative way against ourselves or others. Um, and there's also a lot of uh, willful negativity that takes place here on earth, right? There, there's, there's lots of people that, that want to interfere with your free will, um, either out of love, right? So people can say, well, you should do this, or maybe you shouldn't do that, or why are you doing this? And we don't want you to do that. And then you have the free will as you become an adult, especially to make more different free will choices. Um, but we often get stuck in making negative choices or choices that work against ourselves because we're externalizing everything, right? We, we want approval, we want feedback, we want to fit in, or if, God forbid, abuse was perpetrated upon us in some way, uh, that can be one of the challenges, many challenges that we can experience as humans that we need to overcome. And so the other information that's in your Akashic Record is your karma. And karma is simply the energy of a choice you made, usually in past life, uh, that didn't serve you, that's considered negative. And, and, and it's not judgmental. Uh, when I use the word negative, it means that you made a choice that didn't serve you, didn't serve your soul growth and, and, and your evolution, and it's holding you back, creating energy blocks. And then laws of karma kick in, and it says, well, if you make a negative choice, and first of all, it is in need of being balanced out, so it will persist until you balance it out by a positive choice or a more empowered choice, no matter how many lifetimes that's going to take. So then that brings in reincarnation, right? So uh, karma isn't absolved when you pass away. Um, when you reincarnate, you will be born into the perfect family at the perfect time on earth with all the perfect circumstances that align to your karma so that you can basically pick up where you left off and try again. <laughs> and uh, for many people, it's just taking far too long to recognize the negative patterns, to own the negative patterns, and then to take new action because it's really not easy. Um, we're preachers of habit. We like our, our choices, even if they're not serving us. So it's, really the most soul objective, uh, very soul-based objective information that's in your Akashic record. It's unemotional. Uh, it's like, yes, this is what happened. This is the choice you made. Doesn't matter what that person did. This is what you chose. That's your karma. And you're still doing it. And this is what's holding you back. And this is how to change it. Yes, it, it does an amazing analogy of all of that, actually. Uh, the fact that we, we are energy, correct? Everything is energy. We are energy beings. Yes, we're just in a physical that, in, experience. In the form of our soul, our soul lives on, even though we may leave this, from what you just said, we may leave this, I hate to say it this way, this meat suit. <laughs> yes. Leave it behind, and then yes. we, we 
I, I watch this show, Supernatural, and they call it a meat suit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, it's like an avatar. It's it's just uh, yeah. a, it's it's the vessel. It's the vessel that houses the soul. And we can leave that behind, and then we take that with us. And then when we reincarnate, we bring certain factors forward with us, both positive and negative, to continue yes. on the journey to keep living. Do we ultimately reach a point where we stop doing that and go back to source? I believe that we do, but I think it takes, you know, we, we again, our, our universe is based on um, many universal laws, one of them being laws of karma. So again, <clears throat> until you clear your karma, you will continue to reincarnate, but it can take, you know, hundreds or even thousands of lifetimes um, for you to, to reach that. Does that and give a new meaning to the karma will come back and bite you in the bottom? <laughs> Well, see, that's what we all, yes, and, and that's what we all think of it as really, really bad, or or sometimes when I work with people, um, just depending on their mindset and their gifts and how they're designed to look at life, it's like, I must have been, I must have been a horrible person, or I must have done something really, really horrible to be in this lifetime. It's like, well, it's... It, not necessarily. Sometimes you'd be really surprised at how these things start, and then we just build a story around it and never change it. And <clears throat> so for you to, you know, this kind of work um, requires a deep introspection, um, deep self-reflection to say, this is what I'm choosing. It's not happening to me. And I know in some instances that's hard concept to grasp. I keep choosing the same energy and I'm attracting situations, people and circumstances that align to what I keep choosing. And that's why <clears throat> people feel victimized or like, why is this happening to me? It's like, well, we need you to make a new choice and then we can technically stop and get you on a different timeline. Different I, I have to admit, I've been at I've been at those points in my life where I kind of go, why? Oh yeah, me too. Why did this happen? Well, why <clears throat> Why am I here? Why is this going on at this moment and things like that? I think we all do that, don't we? Absolutely, uh, we we all do that, and and I I like to say that in, unless you go on a spiritual endeavor, we we have all this trial and error, right? Mm -hmm. It's like at some point and and if something happens to you in childhood it can be particularly challenging to overcome because you're you're not fully in your own authority you can't always make your own decisions for you so it, it becomes once you become an adult and you're on your own and under your own steam that you can start making new choices <clears throat> and um Yes, it's just changing changing the story. But you figure out after a while if you're really discerning. It's like, huh, when I do this, I get this result. But I just made this choice and I got a whole different result. Maybe if I start doing more of that, then I can get more of this good stuff coming in. I mean, it, it, it again, it's just kind of this mm -hmm. trial and error. Everybody wants purpose. We all want the purpose for being here. Can we find purpose through the Akashic Records? Well, you know, that's an interesting question, Michael, because... I get asked that a lot. It's like, what's my purpose? What's my mission? What's the one thing I'm supposed to do before I leave this incarnation? The reality of it is that there's not just one thing that you're supposed to do. And if you miss it, oh boy, you're in trouble, right? You've missed out on an entire incarnation. The only thing that you're supposed to do, your purpose, is to use your gifts to create your joy and abundance however you choose. That's it. 
and you have all this free will. You, you are an amazing, empowered being. You can make stuff happen. And when we realize that we come in with everything we need and we can make any decision that we want, now more than ever, you know, in past lives, there was a lot of trauma, a lot of power over, a lot of brutality that does not go on to that same level today for most of us in the world. We're more empowered now than ever. And so we need to overcome our karma. We need to live our gifts and to create our joy and our abundance. And it's not always about money. It's not always about, you know, how many physical things can I gather in my life? It's how do I use my gifts to keep myself on my highest path of joy and abundance. That's your purpose. That's brilliant, actually. I mean, we, we all want purpose in life in regard to what we're doing and, and how we're doing it, I think. And once we can connect with that to, to a deeper extent, it allows us the freedom, I think, freedom for us to do more with our lives and those around us. Absolutely. Because we come in with life lessons. So when you access your Akashic record, you can say, what's the primary lesson I'm here to learn? So you could loosely call that your purpose, but but, but I don't like to go there. It's like, well, mm -hmm. this is your karma. Our life lessons are based on our karma. And then once you overcome that, the world's like your oyster and it's, it's unlimited. You're only limited by what you believe. That's why mindset work is so important. Right? Well, manifestation. I think I believe in manifestation. I Absolutely. believe that we have the opportunity to manifest what we want and need in life if if we do it in the proper way. You know, not just I want to win I'm gonna win the lottery. I'm gonna win the lottery. We're gonna win the lottery. Well what are you gonna do with the money when you win the lottery? Are you gonna help other people? Are you gonna use it to benefit those that are in need? What are you going to do with that kind of a thing from my perception? Um, I think we all have the ability to manifest what we want and need in life um, if we go about it the right way. And I think, you know, answering those kind of questions, it, it helps us to have a better understanding of, how, I think, how we fit into the universe at the moment. Um, am, I, am, am I reading that correctly? Yeah, well, absolutely. And, you know, to go back to, to what you said for a second, it's like to manifest the right way. Well, the right way is is to align to the energy that that you desire um, to win the lottery you have to be aligned to the energy that that holds for you um, and uh, you become that which you desire now sometimes people will win the lottery and then they'll lose it right away yeah They'll either gamble away, they'll give it away, they'll lose it. That's because they weren't aligned to mm -hmm. that amount of money. So they can't maintain it. Everything is about frequency and vibration and alignment. So <clears throat> that's why, you know, windfalls often don't work if you're not ready for it, if you're not aligned mm -hmm. to it. Um, fad diets don't work because you haven't maintained the lifestyle and the energy required <laughs> to hold that energy at, at the physical body level. I mean, I could just go on and on about this. So manifestation really is more about alignment and magnetizing yourself to the results that you desire. This enlightens not only myself, but it enlightens those, I think, listening and watching. Yeah. Uh, do you think we can clear past life blocks, fears and anxieties um, or phobias or things like that in, in regard to, let me rephrase that question. 
if we clear past life blocks, fears, anxieties, or phobias that uh, we have been dealing with through that time period, um, and, and the others may be answering the, asking the same question. It, does that mean we've learned our life lesson and that would be the end? Should we be fearful for trying to clear those? Or is that something that we can, we can clear those and then move forward in this life a little bit better until it ends? Absolutely, you can clear it. You can clear it. And once you've learned a lesson and you've cleared an energy, you don't have to repeat it again unless you choose to. Um, and sometimes that happens if we fall back into old patterns. We just fall back into old habits. Maybe you've cleared it for a while and you're just creating a new pattern on the same old anxiety. And then you've created it again. Um, so definitely, once you learn a lesson, you don't have to repeat it unless you go there. So basically, just to clarify, we can clear this. That doesn't mean our life ends. That means we Absolutely just... Absolutely not. No, you we, open yeah, it up. We just You're opened like, up our life. You can finally work on something else. <clears throat> That's the beauty of, think of clearing your yeah. karma. And and by the way, you know, when, when I say, I, you know, I can help you clear your karma or you can learn to clear your karma, um, it's not magic, right? It's, right. It, it's not like, oh, poof. Because I, you know, it, it's gone. Suddenly, you don't have this karma. You know, we live in the in the physical world, so yeah. physical action is required to change it. So it's one thing to know what you need to change; it's another thing to actually do it. So you've got to. That's where it, it becomes hard. Yeah. It's like, okay, I know I need to say no to this person, but oh dear God, I've got to say no. I mean, it sucks, right? But that's how you change your life. And then it, we're very blind to a lot of that, or we think we can't overcome fears and anxieties. And, and so that's where the Akashic work can really help. Because again, it's very objective. It's like, this is why it started. This is why it's happening. This is action you can take. And you just have to release the desired outcome you want because and allow for the universe to deliver what's really going to serve you. Well, it kind of goes back to what you said earlier, and this is something I wholeheartedly believe in. We have a choice in life. And Absolutely. when you get to that point and you ha you're faced with that reality, you have a choice to make. You know, Always. I watched it in my own life. I've watched it in, in my recovery through my surgeries. You know, you have a choice. The doctor replaced my knee and then said, if you want to walk, you need to stand up. And right. you need to take a step, and it's your choice. Or you can sit there and just let it grow, grow a, a scar tissue and everything else and be back in the same boat you were before. Or That's a great analogy. You can stand up, you can start walking, and you can start exercising, and then you can go back to, to, to getting out of a wheelchair, for example, like I did. So, you know, it is it comes down to a choice. And I'm even as a cop, when I was dealing with people with domestic violence and with things like this, you know, not to bring the negativity into that side of it, yeah. but, you know, I had to emphasize to a lot of the individuals that um, I had contact with that, it is your choice, whether you believe it's your yes. choice or not. I'm telling you that you do have a choice, and I'm here to help you make that choice. Because in those situations, sometimes they didn't feel that they had the choice. And they were fearful, but they needed the support in order to get out of that. So from your perspective, you help people give them the support to understand that they do have a choice. And that yes. once they can recognize what needs to be um faced or challenged or overcome, then you give them the confidence to understand that you do have a choice and it is your choice to make, which I Absolutely. think is what a, what a brilliant way to spend your life. 
It is. I, I, I think it's awesome. But it's also a big responsibility. You know, I, I don't take it lightly. I, uh, you know, we all have trauma and we all have things that we've experienced that are negative, yeah. me included. And <clears throat> we always get we get in our own way, me included. Um, so I, I always say I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't do the work in energy healing and Akashic Records. I just simply would not. Yeah, I, I think you know experiences in our life change us and make us stronger, make us better, yes. make us make us yes. more knowledgeable. Um, mm -hmm. Creates a better connection between us within the society as a universe because we're all connected. We talked about that before. You know, we all have a connection. Whether I know there's people out there that don't think we don't. You know, they don't think we do. Excuse me, uh -huh. but we all are connected. And it doesn't matter Absolutely. what race you are, creed you are, color you are, it doesn't matter religion you are, we all have that connection through the universe. Um, do you th and because of that, and I'll just ask a couple more, couple more things, and, and then we can go into this amazing opportunity for people to understand how this works. Um, do, you, do you think that by understanding, at least from my perspective, I see this, but let's help others understand. By understanding our Akashic Records and what belongs there and the karma related to that, do you think we can create stronger relationships uh, by knowing uh, knowing our past lives and, and being able to utilize that to help us today, whether it be positive, hopefully in a positive way? I, I do think so. I mean, <clears throat> there are some gurus that might yeah. say, well, what, what's the purpose of knowing your past? The past is past, you're here in the future. But I think it's like anything else we learn from the past. That's my opinion, right? So it's like a lot of people get stuck in the now wanting to know, you know, why is this happening? Or how, how did this come to be? And that's what's keeping them stuck. They want to know that. So the Akashic Record and understanding the past life and understanding why it first occurred it's like, no wonder I made that choice. It made sense then. But I keep doing it and I no longer keep needing to keep doing it. And that's what's attracting the same old situation with that, where I made that first choice. So it just really vindicates and validates, I think, for people why the choice was made and why they no longer need to keep making that choice. I really think it helps people get off the fence and, and empower themselves to do to make a new choice yeah I, you know i think that from what i get from that conversation our, our records will help us to experience a connection with our inner soul and, and the universe and how we can feel eventually feel intimates like uh and i say this because i i've dealt with a lot of people including myself and, and those around me it would help us feel like an immense uh, uh, sense of peace and, and well-being oh yes it, emotionally and physically i think Absolutely. You know, uh, people ask me, you know, what, what's what's the one thing, you know, I think peace is is the ultimate. Uh, yeah. I mean, joy is, is one of the highest vibrations that we can embody. But peace <clears throat> of knowing, first of all, that you can correct anything that comes your way, that creates a sense of peace, to know that you've overcome certain trauma and you could do it again if you had to, um, to know that you have everything you need, that you don't need these external things that we think we do. Um, that just creates such a sense of security and groundedness. And it, it then allows you to then focus on helping other people. I mean, one of the reasons that I mm. keep doing this is because I'm like, well, I think I figured it out. I mean, not everything, 
but I figured a lot out in a short amount of time and I want to share that. Why would I not want to share that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the people who resonate will, will do that. Well, it, it's a, it's a, it's an opportunity to identify our soul's potential and strength, I think. It, yes. That's what I say is, you know, yeah. how do you stay on your highest potential? And it's, it's rough trying to stay in your highest potential. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this day and age. <laughs> yes, it there is, are, but it's not insurmountable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so many, so many things, so much negativity running around that sometimes it, there it, is. it just interferes with the uh, our, our our purpose. <laughs> well, yeah, we're too focused on everything else, and and it's truly when when we yeah. resonate to and create our peace that gets fed into the collective consciousness, that gets fed into the magnetic grid of the earth, and that resonates. That's how we're all connected. To answer your question, and then that gets fed into the energies that we all walk upon on the earth, and it comes up in in, in our bodies and in in our auras, and it it. it that's how we change the world is literally one person at a time. And then the more we all do that, the better off all of us will be. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that having compassion, empathy, love, Mm -hmm. gratefulness, um, the ability to understand people walking a mile in their shoes and giving joy and happiness and the gift of a smile can change a person's life immensely. Absolutely. And, yes. and I don't think that the society, unfortunately, um, kind of started getting away from that just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even just mm-hmm. the gift of a smile and, and not understanding because I can make somebody's day yes. know, from that perspective. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, just it's amazing. What an amazing opportunity we're presenting to people, I think. Um, I'm really excited about this demonstration that I call it a demonstration, but it's actually a gift to me. This is a gift and I haven't had a gift like this and uh, I'm, I'm grateful and I'm very excited about understanding a little more about how this works uh, and letting sure. others understand how this works <clears throat> and how accessing the Akashic records can bring up some realities, bring up some opportunity and have a better understanding for us to be able to move forward in life in several different ways. So you, you're going to do a reading for me, right? I am. You are. Are you ready? If I had a drum roll someplace, I could do a drum roll. (laughs) But I, I can, I can all, well, no, I really don't want to do that. I could almost do a drum roll with my mouth, but I don't think I can do that. <laughs> Instead, we're going to take a, a sip of tea. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's why I, I took a, a little sip of water so I can, I can get ready. Yes, we're, we're going to dive into Michael Hurst's Akashic Record, and he's given me permission to do that. And that's actually number one. You've got to have, uh, you can always read for yourself, but <clears throat> you, you've got to have someone's permission to access their Akashic Record. So that's number one. Well, I'm I am looking forward to you know everybody that's listening and watching. I want you all to understand that you know um, I I'm giving Patty permission to do this for a couple of different reasons. One is I want to make sure that you all understand that the benefit of under of of this opportunity for you to be able to um, uh, obtain your akashic records and know what it can do for you how it can change your life, how it can improve your life and let go of negativity or any any past traumas that you've got that you can help 
you move forward in a life in a very positive way. So I'm excited about sharing my experience with you because I'm hoping that it will inspire everybody out there and motivate them out there to be able to say, yes, I want to reach out and have that done with myself because I, I need that. Excellent. So, yes. So thank you, first and foremost. You're very welcome. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Now, I'm not allowed to scream or cry, right? <laughs> you have free will to choose as you desire. <laughs> you can I, you can hit the end button and we'll be done. <laughs> I'm attached to the microphone, so right here, so I cannot run out the door. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so yes, I'm going to do your reading, and this is going to be you know fairly typical of of what I would do for anybody. Um, I, I now offer private coaching, so I would do multiple sessions for people, and it does take multiple sessions to clear all of your karma. It's because again, the goal is to get you to uh, take in the change and take new action. <clears throat> so the first thing I'll do, it you know, being the first reading, is I'll tell you who you are at soul level. I'm going to tell you your gifts and your strengths and your attributes, so that we're all on the same page, and hopefully you recognize most of those, right? And then um, I'll tell you how that affects. Um, what you've come in here to experience in this lifetime. Um, and then I'll tell you about the biggest karmic, karmic patterns that are affecting you the most right now so that we can address them. I'll tell you about the choices you've made, the energy of those choices, where it's resonating in one or more of your chakras, and um, how you can make take new action to correct it and how it started in a past life. Um, so this information is coming from your spirit guides. Um, it is intuitive in nature. So um, like I said, since I'm on video for, for some of your audience, I, I might be looking down for part of it. Um, I might have to stop and listen um, because I want to make sure it's, it's always coming from them and not from me. Okay. It sounds good. All right. So I'm just going to go ahead and start unless you have a specific question for me. I think I'm good. I know that you mentioned something earlier before we started. I was talking about losing my father at an early age and you said we'll talk yes. about that. So Yes. Um I I am I am I'm giving myself to you. Okay. Awesome. Well, let's begin. Um, so like I said, the first thing I'm going to do is share uh, a little bit about who you are at soul level, your gifts, your strengths, your attributes. So one of the things that your guides have told me is that you're very strong um, at the at the mental level. So that means that you are a really good problem solver. Um, you're very structured. You're very logical. Um, you're someone who's really going to be <clears throat> focused on function and um, detail. Um, and then um, anything that you take an interest in, right, you're going to like do a deep dive, right? Anything. It's like you're probably one of these kids that, you know, you would take the radio apart to figure out how it worked. <laughs> it's like, I just want to see how it works. Um, and then you get to know it to such a degree that you can actually teach others um, and um, be a source of inspiration for others. So you are meant to be a teacher of sorts. Um, and uh, so you've, you've come into this incarnation um, with a deep desire in particular to study 
humanity, to study human consciousness. Um, you're very uh, invested in understanding, you know, what makes humans human, what, what makes them do the things they do, what makes them think the way that they do. Um, and so you're always going to be um, put in a position of going to that aspect of things in life. Um, that, and, and that's one reason why it's really important to follow your inspired desires. It's like, why do I have an interest in this? You want to follow that. Because somehow at some point, if you continue to follow it, it's going to lead to your abundance, however you choose to do that. Um, and so you will be prompted at some point to get on bigger and bigger platforms so that you can share your wisdom of humanity with other people. So to have you now in this position um, on a podcast is not surprising, according to your Akashic record. Okay. Um, and it's something that you could fight. You know, if, if we fight those inspired desires, um, I like to say that it can really create a lot of misery <laughs> because we're meant to go there, right? Go ahead. Well, I am loving what I'm doing. Good. Um, and so we're meant to do that. And that can create some unhappiness for people. Like I said, if you don't, if you don't follow those inspirations, it can really start to resonate in a negative way. Um, so you've been supported in this endeavor of studying human consciousness uh, by having an additional line of energy going to your fifth chakra. Um, and so the fifth chakra is the throat chakra. It is your communication center. Um, so that means that you chose in one of your incarnations going forward, uh, hey, I want to influence people or create my abundance in a positive way using my words. So that is meant to be a you are meant to be a teacher or a speaker or a writer or a combination of all three to create a positive impact on others and not only create a positive impact but get others to create positive change for themselves because of the impact you're creating right um, and so you do have unique perspectives on things. Um, you do have a certain opinions, strong opinions on things that you're meant to use to create your abundance however you choose. If you don't, it could come out in a negative way, all right? And how would that be negative? So it could be any number of things. It could be a lot of negative self-talk because you're verbal in nature as well as mental. So it could be a lot of negative self-talk. Um, it could be a lot of um, talking and talking and talking and nobody's listening type of thing. <laughs> it could be maybe I need to repeat myself because I'm not feeling heard. Um, or it could be um, very uh, verbally um, negative. It could come out because somehow you're using your gift against yourself when you're meant to use it in positive ways to create positive impact. So if you, uh, you know, experience any of this, it's like, oh, that's a negative choice. Um, same thing with your mental gifts. Um, you could use your mental gifts um, for not so highest of a good, right? You could become very, very um, overly analytical. You could spend a lot of energy, and everything is energy, including thinking, burning a lot of energy at that fourth dimensional aspect of yourself, um, thinking, 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 and, and, and implementing and planning, but never doing, right? It's never yeah. moving forward into action. <laughs> and that can be exhausting. Know. Right. Yep. Doing <laughs> that now. You, well, there you go. See. So you're an analyzer. You're that's your gift, but you could use it against yourself. And so it's like you want to bring consciousness to it, right? It's like, hey, I've been stewing on this for years, burning energy, and not getting anywhere. This is not a good use of my gift, right? That's how we become consciously aware. 
Um, so you want to be um, aware of those things. And then also just being willing to, because you're so mentally oriented and, and very intelligent and very thoughtful, um, sometimes you can get in your own way and not question your own line of thinking. Right? It's like, how can I take a critical look at, at my thoughts so that it's propelling me forward in a positive way and not a negative way? And you could get very stuck there. So do you recognize all of this so far? I do recognize it so far, uh, especially the creative aspect of it and the communication aspect of it, the teaching aspect of it. I'm Good. embarking okay. on a new um, opportunity that I've been procrastinating a little on with writing and <laughs> with uh, course creation. So that all actually falls into place. Well, and, and I would agree with you uh, because you have other lessons that they're telling me um, that you're manifesting the negative aspect of. Um, and those revolve around um, uh, self-determination at your fifth chakra in career, um, speaking your truth at your fifth chakra in your career. Um, there's several of these. Mercy for being weak in this area of your career. There, I get a lot of additional life lessons coming in that sound the same right. when we aren't getting it, when we aren't doing it. And that's the interesting thing about karma is that uh, negative karma is that <clears throat> when you build up, it just gets louder, it gets bigger, it gets stronger, and you don't have the ability to really focus on anything else. It's taking up too much space in your, in, in your life, in your energy. Um, so the more that you could move through that and, and move to the positive aspect of it, which is just moving through, it's like taking that imperfect action, right? Just doing it anyway and move through it. That will help you out, okay? Makes a lot of sense. And so one of the things um, that they're also bringing me to is, um, the connection to your higher self. So that's actually one of the first things we talk about, right? Is that's one aspect of our divine communication is our higher self. And sometimes we can block off our own connection to our guides because we have free will. We can choose to do that, right? It's, it's okay. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not helpful, but, but we can do it. Um, sometimes we do that through trauma. Sometimes we do that through um, hiding, sometimes we do that out of fear, is that we will just block that flow of new energy coming in and then we're not receiving any new insight. So what that means is we're just going to operate on all of our existing limiting beliefs, untruths, and we're spinning in that and not doing anything new. So they are bringing me to uh, age 15 in this current lifetime uh, when a choice was made um, that really did block off uh, some connection to your higher self to not receive any information. And it did take place with a father figure. Um, and it has started in past lives, but I'm gonna tell you about it in this first life. They want me to go there first. Um, so around this age, uh, they're saying that you made some decisions that also actually affected your career choice. Um, and not that that's bad, um, but it's just, it, it opens up timelines, right? We kind of talked right. about that. It's like, where do I go and how do I do this? So it actually either propelled you into law enforcement or away from something that you might have studied that might have been more scientific in nature. Um, again, maybe something about the mind. Go, go ahead. You have a comment? So I, I, I believe that it, that valid, to validate what you just said, my, I know, um, I, I lost my father in an early age, but I hadn't seen him since I was 15 years old. So at that particular time, it propelled me more into the law enforcement career because yeah. I felt that I needed to 
um, somehow give a positive impact to the community having come from a dysfunctional family from that right. perspective. But prior to that, I wanted, I actually wanted to be a filmmaker. Wow. Okay. From that perspective. So, you okay. know, get into film and screenwriting and, and directing and things like that. Um, All right. I also, also wanted to be an archaeologist, so it, it could be there too. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, everything that you're saying and all the interests that you have fit your soul profile. It fits who you are, what you came in to study. And they're all good. They're all correct. Mm -hmm. It's not like, well, I wasn't a screenwriter. I didn't study archaeology. That means there's something wrong with me. I did law enforcement. No, no. You, you have these gifts so that you can study and go in any of those directions. But they wanted me to particularly bring this up. They said this was a pivotal time for you and it did affect your career choice. And so... <clears throat> because you came in with a particular emphasis on wanting to really study human consciousness and, and um, humanity, you were at some point going to be propelled into a position where you're going to be reaching lots of people. It's just mm -hmm. you weren't going to not go there. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I, I think maybe I, in a roundabout <laughs> way, I came about it. I came about it later in life. Yes. Is what's happening. Yeah. So I, I agree with that. I'm and. And I mean, I don't want to interrupt your flow, but I, just to oh, validate, no, that's okay. yeah, just to validate what what you're talking about, it it has come back to me at a later point in my life where I have now used my voice to reach a, a wider audience to be able to have the communication that you're talking about, and right. and I'm still in the process of developing some things at the moment that I keep getting in my own way. So everything you're saying is. <laughs> I know these things, right? It's like yes, we know, and and they're all perfectly understandable, right? But when you know, when you empower yourself to move through those, Michael, you're going to be like, what the heck was I so worried about? And and it's this hump, and we all have this hump that we need to get over that we think is just impossible to get over, and and you're it's normal, <clears throat> and so. At the age of 15, the choices that you made um, were to really, um, you, 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 you had a deep desire to receive unconditional love from your father, right? Now, there's nothing wrong with that, mm -hmm. but, the, but what, it became a coping mechanism. And when I say a coping mechanism, it means a justification for making other negative choices. It's like, because I want unconditional love from my father, I'm going to not speak my truth. I'm going to not say what's really on my mind. I'm not going to say, I'm only going to say what I think this person wants me to hear because I don't want him to withdraw his love from me. Okay, do you recognize that? All right, so that's that. holding your... That's holding yourself back. Now, is that normal? You know, people listening might say, but everybody wants love from their parents. Yes, they do. Um, and 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 then I would use the old adage: Well, what you did to thrive won't to survive won't help you thrive, right? <laughs> so right. You, you did it in in the moment where you're still in developmental stage. You're 15. You're not an adult. It's like I want this validation. So you do what you need to do to to survive. But then what the problem is is that we just keep choosing it. It becomes mm -hmm. an unconscious pattern, and it's like. But then I want my friends to like me, and so I'm not going to speak up. And then I'm in love with this person, and maybe I better not speak. See how we carry it out into all of our relationships. That's how it becomes a karmic pattern. So it's not what was done to you. It's what you mm -hmm. chose to do in that moment, all right? Um, and so you became very reserved, is the word that they're giving me, um, and created essentially a vow of silence. 
a vow of silence means I either refuse to speak up if I should, I can't find the right words, I'm not going to be heard anyway, so why should I bother? Um, all of those types of thought processes can come into your decision-making process. Right? Um, and a vow of silence, especially for someone who is fifth chakra strong, I mean, it's never good for anybody, but that's mm -hmm. your gift and a major hurdle against yourself. Okay, so we want to clear those vows of silence. And so as I clear you, <clears throat> um, and it could happen now, it could happen later, but people, it's not unusual to feel physical responses. Um, I know last time you and I met, you were uh, coughing a lot. That, that's not yeah. unusual. So any fifth chakra block, whether it's throat related, neck related, um, jaw related, um, could come into play as that block is being removed. Okay. To recognize it. Okay. There you go. Um, and so um, what they also then want me to, to share with you is that this pattern actually started in a past life um, with the soul of your biological father, okay? Um, so you actually have had 10 past lives with the soul of your biological father, but the interesting thing is that you've always been brothers. This is the first lifetime that you've come in as father-son. Okay, so you've always been brothers and you've always been the older brother. He's always been the younger brother. Okay, That's interesting. so <clears throat> this um, started, you've had a total of 10 past lives with them starting about 20 lifetimes ago. And the dynamic was this, you were around age 15 in those past lives. Okay, when those choices were made. And the situation was, is that you lived, um, with your a father figure your mother in that past life had passed away due to a long illness and <clears throat> what the guides are telling me is that your younger brother <laughs> who's your current biological father was particularly close to her um, they had a particularly close relationship and he did not handle her loss well at all. Now, <clears throat> the thing is, is that, again, this is a very real situation. We lose people, we have one of two ways that we can respond. Um, and so he took it very hard. Um, he was broken is the word that the guides are giving me that you felt he was broken. The family was broken. Um, he was broken. This is affecting you, all of you, at your first chakra. And that first chakra is your safety, your security, your sense of family, um, your, your, your sense of connectedness. That all, of course, got very, very broken. And, all, and the three of you responded very differently. Um, <clears throat> and so <clears throat> you felt, because I think your younger brother was probably maybe 11 or 12 at this time, you decided, you made a decision to try to fill that void for him, right? <coughs> <me>. Which is, <laughs> there's that fish chakra. Oh, <laughs> you decided to fill that void for him and become very protective of him. So while that's a beautiful thought and a lovely gesture, that does two things. Um, first of all, it takes you away from your incarnation and creating your joy and your abundance. But then when you overprotect, you th we think we're helping someone. But what, av what actually ends up happening is it doesn't allow them to work through their own trauma. It doesn't allow them to figure out 
hey, I can make a new choice or I need to overcome this trauma so that I can move on. It actually keeps them in negative patterns. And even though it was out of love, it was disserving for, for you. Um, he had a, a choice on how he wanted to handle your overprotection. We're just talking about you. So you spend a lot of your energy protecting this younger brother taking it away from you. So that's still in play. It's called a contract. You had a contract of protection over your biological father in this lifetime because it was still playing out. There was still that dynamic of mm -hmm. he's broken. I need to try to fix him and I need to heal him. Do you recognize that? I do recognize that. And, and it, it also, it also kind of resonates with the fact that I do that with my younger brother now. Yep. Okay. There you go. So this is what you want to do is once you start recognizing or sharing the karma with you, it's like, how am I overprotecting? How am I overprotecting? And I'm spending my energy because we only have so much energy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're always receiving energy, but we, it's up to us how we want to use it. So I'm taking some of my energy to protect somebody else. It's taking away from my incarnation and it may be keeping him in negative patterns. It's like he sense. needs to learn, right? He needs to overcome his patterns and you're over, if you're overshadowing, it's, He's just going to stay there potentially. <clears throat> so um, this created a, a uh, energy of dependence between you and the younger brother in this past life. He was dependent on you. You were dependent on him. And this is affecting you at your seventh chakra. And your seventh chakra is the one at your top of your head. It's the one we use to feel empowered, um, to create our joy and our abundance, to feel like we can reach our goals in an unencumbered way. But it also is our connection to source, that we are, we're something bigger than just this one body in this one lifetime. Um, and there was this energy of dependence. You were dependent on, you know, him, right, responding to you in a positive way. And he was dependent on you. So that was playing out in this lifetime with your biological father and you. There was an energy of dependence that really affected your empowerment. See, that's where it comes in with the decision-making process over the, over the, uh, law enforcement career, even though that's a positive choice, it did affect your choice. You had other external circumstances for making that. Um, and we don't want your empowerment to be dependent on anyone or anything. Right. And that makes a lot of sense. Right? I mean, it, it's, I, I felt that I had a responsibility to, uh, that I failed in the responsibility to take care of my father because he was an alcoholic. And, and it was your job. But it was my job. But I recognize that now. But it was the, to validate what you're saying. I felt a responsibility to try to get him help or to get him to stop. Although that kept falling on deaf ears, so to speak, because he obviously continued to what he did, and he ended up passing away two years later. Yes. So it it makes a lot of sense. And now I bring that forward with myself taking care of my younger brother who is in an extremely negative pattern yep. trying to I, I guess trying to do the same thing because I know where he's headed yep. and then and then you'll see the frustration coming out of my voice but then he frustrates the hell out of me because of his actions so yep. I recognize that energy drain happening to me now with my yep. younger brother doing the same thing that same thing and if i re also recognize back at you see me pointing like i'm pointing back to my 15 year old self <laughs> i know what you're doing <clears throat> <laughs> i see myself 
back at that time period too because I had no control over what was transpiring between my dysfunctional family and then knowing and recognizing what my mother was doing to my father. So, yeah. and um, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Good. And so you do need to recognize those patterns because that's energy that's taking away from what you could be creating and put onto someone else. And, you know, it, it's hard, right? It's like it's hard to see a loved one yeah. imploding. It's hard to see a loved one uh, make negative choices and, and go downhill, but it's their free will. And you can't lay yourself down enough, <laughs> like fall on the sword enough to get that person to change. It's just, not going to happen and it does create frustration it's like oh my god and then you you're constantly giving energy to it and you're constantly giving thoughts and and maybe you're even like going over there physically or you know spending physical time with them and if it he has a choice to make just like you do and he mm -hmm. has a choice to pull himself out of it or not and that's how you stay in no negative patterns and that's how you come back and just do it again and again and again and again and um it, you know there, there's a saying too, another cliche that says you're not responsible for what's done to you but you are responsible for your own healing we all are responsible for our own healing and we're just on a different journey it, it, some people just take longer than others and the best thing you could do in, in my opinion is to pull start to release um and start to um fulfill the rest of your mission that you're here because that makes sense i mean I, I think, you know it, it in in retrospect in regard to to what you had said you know i think that part of this might be the fact and and you can help validate this or or, or tell me sure. it, it doesn't fit but uh, my father was a writer he's a journalist and i grew up in a newsroom so, you know, I wanted to be a writer for the longest time. And then oh, I, walked, okay. I walked, yeah, I walked away from that because I watched, I as a child thought, watched him go into alcoholism and everything else, um, thought that that's what destroyed him. So mm. I turned my back on that, if that makes sense. Um, that absolutely makes, well, okay. So that's what's holding you back now in part. Yeah. So I, I have learned through, believe it or not, through a lot of this podcast and been having conversations with um, other individuals that have gone his and walked his journey, I have learned that there were so many more outside circumstances that contributed to that that it had nothing to do with his writing. It had to do with yep. life experience in, in, there were so many other factors that played into that it had nothing to do with this being a writer. So my block that I've had in regard to, I can't write because it's going to, if I do and I'm successful, then it's going to have the same, I think, yes. if I'm, if I'm understanding this correctly, it's going to have the same effect on me. And then I'll go down his path it, yep. deep down inside my head. Although I'm a logical, intelligent individual, um, and I don't say that egotistically, I'm saying from that perspective, yes. I do understand that I do have a choice because my father was an alcoholic. I don't drink. My well, and, you know, I don't drink. So, some of that brings up ancestral karma, right? And ancestral patterns. We're going to be put into the perfect pattern for us to overcome it. And so, um, you know, you, you, you don't have to relive your father's pattern if you don't choose to. Right? We all have a choice. And also because you're gifted, you're very mentally oriented, um, it could, like, like we talked about in the very beginning, end up in a lot of um, 
unhealthy mental patterns and then negative self-talk. And so you decided, well, if I write, I'm going to go downhill, essentially. And that becomes this limiting belief that you operate from. And then it becomes a part of you and you just dismiss it. And, and, and that's where we go back to the beginning and say it really cut off your connection to your higher self because you just allow this limiting belief to really interfere. And that's what you've been operating from. Well, and, um, and when I became a cop, believe it or not, I, I went directly to and became a DUI officer. I had a DUI. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what I that makes a sense. Team of... of, of uh, arresting DUI drivers and taking them off the street in, um, in domestic violence, actually. And I, I worked both domestic violence and DUI. So I think that, you know, I, that makes sense to me, actually. Mm -hmm. that makes sense to me. You know, and then, it makes sense. You know, at the same time, though, I, I also have a, and this is, you know, this is something we can talk about off camera or whatever, but mm -hmm. um, there was also a, a question as to whether or not that biological father was my actual father or if there was a different one. Okay. And is someone creating that uh, story for you? I mean, it must've come up uh, at some point in a family situation. Uh, yes. There's a possibility that, you know, um, the possibility exists that my father wasn't my father. The one that I know is my father wasn't my father. So yes, that has come up in the past. So I spent a very large portion of my time doing DNA and genealogical research, trying to determine specific roots. And I've come to some dead ends, actually, in regard to that. Right. But it, there's still questions in regard. So that, that connection, I think, also results from that time period as well. Um, the same. Now, did this come from your period. mother? Yes. <clears throat> did this come from your mother? Okay, so that's separate karma. Okay. Um, yeah, it did come from your mother, and um, that's that's some karma that you need to resolve with her. And the reason you're coming up with a dead end is because ultimately it doesn't matter. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, you again, we're we're born into all the perfect circumstances that we need so that we can overcome them and move on. And so to spend time, it's like, well, was this person my biological father? Was he not? After a while, it's like I need to take the learning lesson and move on. And and what is the learning lesson? And there are many lessons that we just talked about that we could uh, reevaluate. I mean, <clears throat> I don't want to say, oh, it's not important for you to ever know if it's your biological father. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what's the learning lesson? Why did I have this in my life? And, and um, what can I learn from this so that it no longer is controlling part of my energy that's not serving me? And I do think that's why you've come up with dead ends, because ultimately mm -hmm. there's a learning lesson for you. And it is part of the karma with your mother. So I would have to do a separate reading. So, so so one of the things that we'll do when we're done is, and I would do this for anybody that I do the work for, is like these are the other life areas that we need to work on. Um, so the guides will only bring in enough energy that they think you can assimilate. Right. And then we have you take new action and then we move on. And then we move on and move on. So we, so we move you forward bit by bit. So that would be a separate conversation. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, obviously your brain can only accept a little, you know, so much at a time mm -hmm. because there's a lot to it's a lot to take in it's a lot to understand especially when you have realizations that you kind of go oh wow now that makes sense and you know that really kind of hits right. home with that and and especially with my journey 
my journey at this point in life, you know, I, I have, well, I've got like three books laid out. And, and it's the proverbial desk drawer, right? I've got one in each desk drawer. <laughs> I know. And the, I, 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 we all do the same things. We all do. And so, but I, I think that, um, you know, you're meant to do that. And it's always going to be in your space and, until you start. And I think once you start, it's just going to like take off. It just go. And then the same thing go with courses. I, I mean, I, I'm in the process of, I was gifted. <laughs> I, I, I never win anything. And I actually won a, uh, 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 this 12 week course creation program. And I got derailed a couple of times, you know, through some various aspects, but in doing so, I thought, you know, I think I can do this. This would be a lot of fun. I, I'd be able to, you know, share my knowledge, my expertise in regard to what I'm doing and, and help people to move forward. And, um, you know, I keep, I got stuck on that as well. And that goes back to what you said earlier. And, I, and I'm just validating for the audience about what you said earlier, I get in my own way because I've got, okay, I've got, for example, I've got seven, I'll pretend I'm looking at them. I've got like seven different, op, seven different course outlines for one course. Which one am I going to take? It's like uh, door number one, door number one three, and go for it. door number six. <laughs> you got to do, do it, man. It's rip, rip the bandaid off. Uh, well, see, that's the thing. We talked about it. It's like you overanalyze to the point of inertia and you're just say, screw it. I'm just not going to do it. And, and, and you, I mean, we're all prone to that, but you're uh, especially prone to that because of how you're built, how you're designed to look at funny. your life and your experience. <clears throat> and, you know, that course, you know, nothing is random. Okay, that was not just dropped in your space because for the heck of it, this is how guides, angels, our higher self try to nudge us forward. It's like, yeah. okay, Michael, we've got to get him off dead center. Let's drop a course into his space and see what he does with it. I mean, it's just, it doesn't happen for no reason. And then you can take it or not. It's up to us and our free will to question it or not. You know, I mean, that's how we talked in the first session about me getting into energy work in the first place. It was yeah. bizarre, you know, uh, a chance meeting and, and me deciding to take it and run with it with energy Open healing. I, I could have ignored it or not. So <clears throat> same opportunity. It's like, why is this in my space? What is this telling me? And Let's take advantage of it and see what happens. What do I do with it? So it's it's all meant. It's like the little uh, carrot that gets dangled in front of you. It's like, yeah. come on, Michael, let's keep going. Very good. Um, so yeah, I, I just want yeah, I wanted to validate what you were saying earlier because it actually makes a, <laughs> it really is very definitive in re that regard. So you know, you hit the nail on the head. The cliche, you hit the nail good. on the head, and it's the same thing with the you know. I also got two free books in the mail, believe it or not, about <laughs> publishing my own books. You and, can't make this stuff up. I'm telling I, you. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. And my wife can come in, come in here, come around the camera, and tell you that I, I got the books in the mail. I went, how did I, how did I get this? Where did this come from? And it was like, I love okay. it. And it's from two people I respect, actually, in regard to that industry within itself. But I, I'm fighting the angel or the guide pulling the drawer open. See, they're trying to pull it open. I keep shutting it. So I've got to work through right. um, allowing them to open that drawer and say, just do it. <clears throat> 
Well, and that's the neat thing that happens with clearings too. You know, part of it is a little woo-woo, but you know, when you're trying to make a new choice and you're being cleared, right? So, so the universe is like on notice. Let's clear Michael. We, we, we've got this coping mechanism we need to clear. We need, he needs to speak his truth. He's working on getting into a bigger platform. We don't want this dependence going on. Um, we, we don't have, want him to worry about losing unconditional love. We got to get rid of all of that. Right? Get rid of all of that. <clears throat> As we release it from your space, the universe starts to reorganize itself around you. And it's all through your intention. In this case, this is an intention to clear you. Mm -hmm. And so the guides are like, all right, let's bring it in. What can we give them? Let's, let's send them a few free books. See what I mean, this is how you bring new results into your space by clearing karma. It can't not happen this way. And I love some of the stories I hear from people. It's just so fun. I get to hear about, well, this happened and that happened and this one. And I'm like, I, I know. I, I hear this all day, every day. Um, oh, the energy. So, the energy you're exuding. Yeah. I, I wish the people who are listening to this, you need to watch the video when it comes out. You need to watch the YouTube video because she's, the energy is just emitting. It's throwing itself out of you. <laughs> Well, I get all excited. Well, it's like, yes, yes. It's like even the non-believers, it's like, well, you know, there's something about it. I can't, I can't deny it. I'm like, that's, that's right. It's energy and flow and law of attraction. You're bringing that into your space because you said you no longer want this. And once you say you don't want this and you're ready to move forward, they're like, here, here. It's like, is, it, yeah, it, here it is. Is, they, you're, they're tripping over themselves, right? You still have to do the work. Yeah. But they will open the door like with a red carpet. You, you just gotta to walk through them, it. Have to get them a walk. Get up and walk. <laughs> get off the couch and walk. <laughs> so they are also saying that about five or six years ago there was an incident um, where it really—that's what really kind of catapulted you into this stage that you're in now. Does that make sense? Is that time frame correct? Uh, pretty close. I mean, I started this podcast about three and a half years ago. Um, about f uh, prior to that, I had gone back to university to go back to um, doing, I got my master's degree in interdisciplinary studies with a focus on digital media, performance, and art. And wow. I wanted to do some documentary film and, and some other going to filmmaking and things like that. And my health took a turn for the, it kind of took a downturn. And okay. um, basically, it um, allowed me to reevaluate the direction I wanted to take things and uh, thought, uh, yeah, four or five years ago, I guess, I was okay. introduced to um, Chris, I always pronounce his name wrong, so Chris, if you're listening to this, please forgive me in advance, <laughs> Crit Mosses, Crit, 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 Chris, we'll call him Chris K. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With uh, podfest and uh, you know I started attending a, a couple of those in uh, okay. uh, podfest conferences and then he brought me in as a keynote speaker and uh, yeah. I developed a program uh, within that to speak to the masses and we I was part of them breaking two world records actually in regard to wow. it and I was able to speak on both those platforms under um, how to podcast with purpose yeah. And so that if you're learning the podcast industry, don't just go out and do it because I'm just going to throw do a podcast because everybody else is doing it. How to podcast with purpose and bring something to the masses and the audience to connect, engage, and grow your audience because you're bringing your passion, your expertise forward to inspire, motivate, and educate people, which has been my mantra since then. Inspire, oh God, motivate, I love educate. it. I love 
it. You can't make this so, stuff up. So, you know, that was all meant to happen in your health. You know, it, it's like if, if we don't heed that calling, all right, that, that, that inspired yeah. action, we will get stopped in our tracks. And a health crisis is a classic way to do that, um, to get mm-hmm. you to wake up, to get you on another timeline. And I believe we plan these in advance before we incarnate and say, look, if I haven't reached this space by this age, mm-hmm. then bring it on. Uh, and um, and then I have another decision to make. I, I feel that way about the breast cancer that I have. I felt very much it was a wake up call and it was meant to catapult me into a different timeline if I chose. Um, so that's very, very common. And, and yeah. I think that's what this did here. I mean, it really, it gave me the opportunity to reevaluate the direction I wanted to go in life. And then, you know, that's how, that's why I started the podcast, you know, in the beginning. And, you know, I felt that I needed to get that wider voice out for people who had one more thing to say and people who didn't get to awesome. say goodbye before they lost somebody or didn't get to do right. what they wanted to do and you know, things like that. And it's evolved since then. I've evolved it, you know, as anything, the, the evolution of, one more thing before you go over the last three and a half years has grown into something that's much broader than it was before to have conversations like you and I are having. And it has reached a worldwide audience, which I'm very, very grateful for. Where as a police officer, I had an audience, but it would never have been anywhere near where I'm at at this point exactly. in my life. I never would have had a global, a global audience to teach people how to podcast with a purpose. If you're going to do this, have meaning in what you're doing. And, yep. and, you know, bring something to somebody that's going to move them forward in a positive way, not just come on the air and, and talk junk, you know, exactly. do, it, do, it in a way, do it in a positive way. So I, I never would have reached that pinnacle if I wouldn't right. have had that pause to reevaluate. So, yeah, you know, and, and it also gave me, it opened up my spirituality so much broader from, from that perspective. Mm-hmm. I've grown in that in that regard to where I have a better understanding of the universe and how we fit into this universe and how we are connected. So yes, I, I do recognize what you said about closing that off. I can't put my arm completely up there, but closing that <laughs> off, I do recognize that. And, and I'm going to take the effort to try to clear that and remove that because I, I do miss that certain part of connection that I think uh, my soul desires. And in, in yes. talk, yeah, talking about and, that today, help me. And and the way that you can do that, honestly, Michael, and anybody that can do that is just, I'm open to receiving new information. I'm tired of living with these limiting beliefs. I'm tired mm-hmm. of telling myself that I can't. Show me a way. If I'm meant to do this, show me a way. Give me the path. And then step aside and see what shows up. And it could be send hours, a, could be days. <laughs> send me a book. Open, open. Send me a, yes, send me a that's course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it can't be obvious enough, right? Um, so so that's your clearing for today. And then, um, so so I would say, if, if we were closing this out, uh, and, and, you know, we are, this is a real reading. Uh, <laughs> this happened to be on a podcast. So a couple of things would happen. Um, the first thing is I would share with you some future things that we could work on clearing should you continue to work together. Um, the first one uh, would be a clearing more about career, about career choices, about getting to that next level in your career. I think we've opened the door to getting over the hump. Now it's what, what else do we go? 
and then it, you know, it, then it looks like manifesting too. It's like, well, right. if you want here, then we're gonna we're gonna help you get there. Um, and then actually, your your business, you know, your your business has its own akashic record and its own energy. And you, of course, are the biggest contributor of energy to the energy of your business. So when you hold, your business will hold. So then we can go into your business and say, um, let's look at this podcast. Let's look at all the other revenue streams that you're wanting to bring in. What do we need to adjust? What needs to change and reground that? Um, that's a whole separate reading in its entirety. Um, and then we also would want to do a reading all about finances and money, um, both personal and professional. Um, guides are saying that that is a, a area for you um, that needs clearing and also your wife as well. Um, and I think some of that energy of financial um, karma comes from her, maybe more than you. Um, and so she would, uh, I, I would clear you. So here's the interesting thing about, <clears throat> you know, some, when we live with somebody, um, we become entangled with them, right? Anytime right. we have a relationship, we become entangled with them. And so her energy can affect your energy negatively. Um, and her karma could be, you know, affecting you, even though you might not have created it, you're now entangled mm -hmm. with her and is sharing that karma. So we would want to talk about clearing that. Also, just an energy of joy and family has been a big theme for both you and her. Struggling with joy and lack of joy. Do you recognize that? I do. Fina the, both yeah. the financial aspect and that aspect of it are, are both. And a part of that, okay. I have to be honest with you, part of that, the journey, even this health journey that I'm going through at the moment, because it, it does put a burden on my wife as well. And I recognize that, but it's not, there's nothing that I can do more than I'm doing now, kind of a situation. Well, and there's something, but there's something in there for her to learn. See, see, yeah. that's the thing is that even though I clear people individually, um, we come together in relationships to serve a, a, a very important purpose right. and so there's always something for us to learn she's gaining something you're gaining something you shouldn't apologize for that i think that's falling back right. into old habits again right so it's like um there's there's a reason we came together there's lots of great reasons there's some karma to clear and that's true for anybody for anybody yeah okay so um what can we learn from each other how can we grow together and get out of our negative habits together so that we can <clears throat> spend the, the time that we want to spend and then more clearing around family especially with mom um, so and that came up just a little bit earlier right. um, and then father and then a sibling one in particular do you have just the one sibling or do you have multiple siblings? I, I have two I have a brother and a sister I have a half sister okay. and then my my other brother my, uh, my other yeah brother. so I'm getting that it's really this that one sibling the I'm not getting anything with the have sister. Um, so those would be all things that we would cover one at a time, little by little, bit by bit, um, and get that out of your way because all of that is is holding you back. But you you know what we do in one, we do in all. So there's bits of what we talked about today in all of that. Now I I I, I think that this journey with the Akashic Records it helped has helped me, and I hope it's helped you, everybody out there listening and watching. I hope that it's helped you understand that they. It is a journey, and that this journey can be defined, and this journey can, um, again, as Patty says, have have help. You you can you've got your angels, you've got your guides, your other source, your other beings, whichever whatever you want, would like to call them, or recognize them as. But you also have people like you, Patty, that can help mm -hmm. them through this journey and to move them forward in little increments as they need to go and help clear 
clear things that need to be cleared. You've helped me today recognize some things that I, you see, I keep moving my hands. <laughs> You've helped me to recognize some things that obviously I um, hadn't thought about, or once you brought them up and went, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense in regard to that, which you know, before I hadn't. And you, you and I, and I want to be clear about this to everybody that's out there, you and I had not spoken about me um, not seeing my father since I was 15 years old, that I I lost him at 17, but I hadn't seen him since I was 15. So okay. that's not something that you knew previous to this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, And to recognize that and really connect that uh, shows that the, the, the this works. In, yes, in the, absolutely. The, you know, that is there. And the fact that we validated the other things that you brought up about the blocks and the communication skills and the writing, because I ultimately, my desire at this moment is to communicate. My desire is to finish my books, is to get my courses done, or to get my courses done, proper English. Um, <laughs> the There's the editor me coming out, see? <laughs> yes. That's a good thing. So... You know, it it's it is something that can benefit you know you in in so many so many ways that uh, I I I want to help other people understand how to connect with you. Um, so I'm grateful. Thank you very much for this opportunity for this reading that you're you have given me, and, and I look forward to continuing a journey with you in regard to this. But I know that we ran a little bit over, so I'm going to push this into here. If somebody else wants to come in and they want to experience the same thing that I just experienced, mm -hmm. how can they get a hold of you? Well, the best place is my website, pattyoliver.com. And uh, I outline my online course. If you're a self-study person, um, I have private soul coaching that we would do just like I, I did with you. And it is either a six month or we could extend it into a 12 month program, whatever is more comfortable. Um, and uh, yeah, we will just tackle things one at a time until you're off and running, creating what it is you want to create. And again, I'll have that in the show notes. Everybody has a direct link to that uh, website, pattyoliver.com. And I'll make sure this is in the show notes for everybody so that um, it won't be, it'll be easy. No, it won't be. It will be easy for them to get a hold of you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. A little bit, a little tongue-tied, just a wee bit. Um, Patty, again, thank you very much for, you know, this conversation. Part two was fabulous as they say in the <laughs> entertainment <was>. world. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, I really appreciate you, what you do for the world and what you bring to people to move them forward. And Thank you. Uh, I, um, you know, we will continue our conversation. But uh, in the meantime, this is one more thing before you go. I always do this. Do you have any words of wisdom for people? It, just go for it. Don't be afraid. Um, you know, it, it move through it anyway because you're here to live a, a, a peaceful, joyful, abundant life. So go for it. That brilliant words of wisdom. So everybody <laughs> out there, thank you very much for listening to One More Thing Before You Go and for watching it. Uh, please subscribe and follow us. And one more thing before you all go, have a great day, have a great week, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.